Let me make sure that, okay, yeah, okay. I muted the headset and it still works, so it usually means it's working fine. Yeah. Cool. All right. Check it. Kicks my mom. Not, 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 not my real dad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Derek Comedy, yes. Those are fantastic times, man. Hell yeah. Back, back when, um, when uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Glover was not. Yes. Uh, what is he now? Gambino? Childish Gambino or whatever. You Lando Calrissian? <laughs> whatever. He has like Child, his. Childish, childish Lando. Childish, childish Gambino is like his whole hip hip hop uh, yeah, yeah, identity yeah. now. But to yeah, me, yeah. he was the, in the rape. You know, that's like his whole thing. Oh, I, I'm, I always know him as, um, uh, my name's Jeffrey and I like to skateboard. Uh, yeah. I would never do anything embarrassing like poop my pants. <laughs> yeah, that was a great skit. Yeah, man, that was good times. Ah, uh, look up Derek Comedy if you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Google, Google some classic YouTube, Derek Comedy. Oh, yeah. This, well, was that? That might have been well. It was right when the YouTube era yeah. began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was that's borderline like, pre-YouTube. Yeah, that's like super early YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good times. Derek comedy. Ugh. Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. And there's still no John. He's still <laughs> dead from Halloween. He's yeah. still a ghost. We are not still... past Halloween yet, so this is all part of the yeah. spooky month. Where oh, John? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're wondering where our Halloween episode is, it's the last episode we did. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is Halloween week, but we're putting out a normal episode because, I don't know, we suck. But, well, uh, well I mean, listen. technically they won't probably hear this till after Halloween. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get this up, man. Okay. I'm going right. to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this posted before Halloween. Okay. But anyway, if you're looking for some spooky games, go listen to our last episode. We covered the popular board game Betrayal at the House on the Hill. That was a fun we, episode. That was a fun episode. Um, but by the way, I'm three... <laughs> Uh, scenarios into be- Betrayal oh, of the House on the Hill. Yeah, how's that uh, going? It's good. I really, or er, yeah. the um, campaign, uh, Betrayal cool. Legacy. It is good. Legacy, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I would also recommend last year's Halloween episode where we talked about the original Resident Evil and its remake. And uh, earlier this year, we covered Resident Evil 2, the remake. So, yeah, you could listen to our thoughts on the remakes of various Resident Evil games <laughs> if yeah. you're looking for something spooky. But, Today we're talking about it's not spooky. I don't know. I was trying to make a segue there, but it's not spooky. It's it, it, just, it, it's, it's it can be spooky depending on which fan theory you. Yeah, to. you know what? There's some spooky parts in this there game. Are some spooky, spooky, parts. spooky, spooky, scary. Final Fantasy VIII. That's what they call it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's the stretch. We're, we're talking about Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I'm I'm reaching. Um. Why are we talking about Final Fantasy VIII, Leo? We haven't talked about any other Final Fantasy games on this podcast, and we're starting with Final Fantasy VIII. Why? Why are we? Why are we talking about this game? It is a bit odd, but I think presumably the reasoning is because Final Fantasy VIII uh, HD Remaster was recently released. Ah, 
That is and true. Has, that recently uh, graced our eyeballs with a better number of pixels on our screens. Yeah, uh, for the for the character models at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You you want to dive right into? It? By the yeah. way, I, I have uh, a couple couple issues I take with the HD remaster. Uh-huh. Uh, did you did you notice there's a couple scenes where like uh, like the most noticeable scene is in um, Galbadia, the big the big city. No, Delling, Delling. That's the big city, Delling yeah. City. Yeah. Uh, where there's like a whole bunch of people, but uh. they decided not to draw character models for all the people, so they just like painted them into the background. But there's like a smoothing filter over the background, so it just looks like there's a bunch of blurry people in the background. Yeah. Did you notice this? This yeah. happens a couple times in the garden too. There's just like blurry people painted into the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What well, one thing that is like quantifiably worse about the HD remaster is they got a little lazy with some of the like NPC character models and were just like, eh, we'll just throw them into the background, which could have looked fine, but then they put a blur filter over the background, so <laughs> it like it like extra clashes with I mean, the HD to, character models. To be fair though, they pretty much had to reverse engineer all of this code because it wasn't in source control. So they did. They did. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, they apparently did not have this game in source control. So they reverse engineered, I would assume the PC version yeah. uh, and, and rebuilt it. <laughs> substituting yeah. some, which is a models. crazy I, story all on its own. Uh, yeah. I will say the character models look really great. That's, that's, yeah. that's a good, yeah. that's a good, I am kind of disappointed. Uh, have you seen um, some of the fan work uh, with FF7 and FF9, specifically retouching those backgrounds with like, uh, it's like a... Um, no, I haven't. It's like an AI algorithm they use or a, um, a neural network algorithm that they use to to retouch the background. Yeah, go, gotcha. go Google that right now. It's amazing uh, what... I mean, it, it looks... It just looks like the original FF7 and FF9 backgrounds, but like, but they're in super like 4k texture. You're like, holy shit. Um, anyway, there's, there's some fan mods that have subbed, subbed those awesome looking textures into the game. I was kind of hoping square would go the extra mile and do something like that. But, uh, yeah, no, they kind of just kind of blurred. Yeah. They yeah. kind of just put a, a soft blur over the background and it, it looks it fine. It's, it's fine. It works. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fine. To, to me, it's just like, it doesn't look any worse than, you know, trying to, trying to play a PS one game on a, a, an HD TV, I guess. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah. you know, good enough. And then, yeah, on, yeah. then on top yeah. of that, you have the, the updated character models, which is really what it's about for me. The character models do look great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do see uh, some yeah, of these the, 4K. Uh, yeah, aren't those amazing? Stages in FF7. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now the you're the best looking guy here at the dance. That's that's not <laughs> my, that, that's not a joke anymore. <laughs> my favorite part about this whole thing was that they actually like um, yes. embraced that meme yes. to to, that, to yes. announce this on Twitter or whatever. Uh, yeah, Square Enix marketing was on on point with that one. Yeah. Um, so, I guess so, we should actually start uh, yeah, talking no, well, I about mean, this game. Let, let's let's <laughs> talk about it from a context of you and I. We have a lot of history together, and um, yeah, throughout sure. throughout our our days of we friendship, go back. Um, yeah, yeah, we go we go back a ways, and it's been a, a you know a known thing between you and I that 
I am an avid fan of Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, yeah, and I you are... know that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm curious to know, having recently replayed it, what yeah. your overall thoughts are on the game again? <sighs> um, oh, okay. And and let me tell you, I have some extra perspective on this one because I have also, this year, all this year, huh. I have replayed uh, FF10, True. FF9. Um, I'm going to play FF7 at the end of this year to uh, to prepare for the HD remake. Um, but I've been playing a lot of the like classic Final Fantasy. I, I actually finished right before I started uh, 8. I had finished 9 and 10. Right. Um and it's really weird for me because like seven, um, seven and nine are like two of my favorites in the series. And it's weird to have this like black sheep that's like sandwiched, sandwiched in between two of my favorite games. Right. I, how does it hold up? I, it's about what I remembered. Yeah. It, it's like a very poorly paced frustratingly broken mess of a story video game that i somehow still kind of like <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's adequate yeah. yeah um yeah i don't know my my opinion on this game didn't really change it was kind of exactly the way i remembered it, it it's been maybe Oh, maybe close to ten years since I revisited. No, that's not true. I I played like the first disc of it. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure you revisited years. parts of it. Yeah, know, earlier. Yeah, but like the last time I did a full playthrough. No, 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 no. That's not true either. I don't know. It's been at least five years since I've done a full playthrough of this game, and it's basically what I remembered. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't. What What about you? What, how was your revisit experience? I mean, I, I would agree. Basically, what I remember as well. Like, I don't think it's there's any kind of misconception I have in my head about the game. But for me, right. it's a mostly positive experience. And I know it's not a perfect game, but I think it just really happens to gel with me and my views on life and my tastes on setting maybe. And um, um, kind of the design of the game. I just, it just, I guess gels really well with me. So I guess. You know I'm, what? I'm going to, I'm going to second that actually. I really like the, like the setting all of the cities I like. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will say this is, uh, you can go back and listen to our best top five soundtracks. Mm-hmm. This is like my all-time favorite video game soundtrack. So I good. love the soundtrack to FF8. Uh, and I think that's probably part of what makes me like this game or yeah. like makes me, I, don't I know, will. Like, I will fully yeah. admit, I will fully admit that I think yeah. those kind of auxiliary parts of the game. yeah. Out, like carry the game like i don't think yes. this game has yeah. a particularly awesome game design or like you know game mechanics i do think the the style the setting the, the yeah. soundtrack um carries the game for me for sure but it carries it to the point where i, I love it and for you you tolerate it oh no, no no i tolerate yeah and i was thinking about that the entire time i played this game i was like i I the story is nonsense. I fucking hate all the characters in the story. Like I'm that is not a selling point. I fucking hate the battle system. It's the most tedious, broken piece of shit. And I'm like, why am I playing this game? Like, why am I still here? Like, yeah. why am I doing this? It's just so I, I, stylish, yeah. you know. It's like there's there's it there's is. no other Final Fantasy like it. Like 
Oh, the true, yeah. I yeah. mean, just like yeah. the yeah. it's so unique. Yeah, the schools yeah. and the modern kind of uh, costume design and stuff. FF Seven kind of had that sort of feel too, but this one just brought it like a little extra step further. It just had almost like yeah. this kind of dystopian future. I don't know. And then the soundtrack is, and then the cinematics are kind of cheesy now, but they were awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not even a dystopian future. It's kind of cheerful for the most part. I guess uh, so. Yeah. It's just a little weird, right? Like you got all these Galvanian oh, oh, soldiers. Weird. Oh, it's weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as dystopian as like FF7 or FF6. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit less um, sad and yeah. oppressive yeah. than its predecessors. Yeah. It's a little more <laughs> cheerful and upbeat, at least yeah. the first part of the well, game. And that's almost part of its charm, too. It's kind of like um, how I envision. Like, if you really think about what Harry Potter is, like, Harry Potter, uh, there's, like, all these schools that are training right. people to shoot magic in a lethal manner. And, like, and like then this guy comes and starts killing everyone. If you think about it, it's, like, really kind of dark shit is happening in that series. But the whole time yeah. they're like, ooh, run, you know, and it's kind of, like, just, it's kind of childlike and, and, and happy. I think FF8 is in a similar vein where, like, I don't know. Yeah, they they are kind of silly about it, and they're kind of upbeat. But it's kind of there's yeah. just kind of some weird stuff going on. There's definitely some weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. there is. I'll give you that. There's like a there's a je ne sais quoi. There is a you know there's <laughs> yeah. there's an element to this game that is all that is hard to pin down. It is tough to define. Yeah, what makes this game interesting? Like I I, I yeah I, I I couldn't pin it down. Like I. I actively felt frustrated with the boring combat and like I was just making fun of how nonsense the fucking story is and I'm like what I, I what but I'm still here I'm still enjoying myself mm. like I'm still playing this. Mm. Now um, now let, let's yeah. let's talk about the combat because I know mm. that's been a, a point for yeah. you throughout all the years that uh, it's it's uh, a miserable mess and yeah. While I agree yeah. that it's not perfect, um, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I do think there are better <laughs> systems in other Final Fantasies, I never thought it was really like that bad, like as bad as like the way you put it. So, like, what in specifically about the battle system makes you okay. so unhappy? Here, here's here's the thing with the battle system, um, and maybe we should give for somebody who's never played this game before. Let me just give a yeah. a general overview. But by, by the way, uh, let's approach this from somebody who has no idea what the fuck Final Fantasy is and sure. somehow is still listening to this podcast. No, there's uh, no such so, people exist, but okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm talking to an imaginary person now. But hello, imaginary person. Final Fantasy is a series that is like it's like this loosely connected um uh, uh, series of games, but like none of the characters or or events or plots or universes carry over. Only like um, names, uh, like names and like um, items. Some of the items are the same. Like you have a framework, and like some of the like monsters are the same. You have a f- a, a, a framework that you have like a familiar framework that gets recycled from game to game. But the characters, the plot, the the battle system, um, everything. Uh, gets completely recycled game to game. And this is a JRPG, by the way, a Japanese role-playing game that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And this is the eighth one in the series, and it is kind of known as a black sheep. And I say it's a black sheep partially because of the combat. And uh, so to respond to your uh, question about why I don't, why I think the combat is broken, um, so I think a first-time player of this game uh, is probably not going to find 
the combat broken? They'll probably find it tedious, right? But not broken. I get tedious. The yeah, yeah. The uh, okay. There's there's two main things that make it broken for me. Um, first is the draw system, which of of course is the the most criticized part about Final Fantasy VIII. I get it. Um, so the way magic works in in most RPGs and in most other games in the series is you have like a a mana bar, right? Which, which is you know your, your magic meter that as you cast spells, your magic is your magic points get consumed from that meter, right? In Final Fantasy VIII, uh, magic is like an item. Uh, so as you use a spell, um, you 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 know lose that item, which would be a pretty interesting system on its own. But the weird thing they have, they have this, what they call the draw system, where you can, like, sit there and, like, uh, spam, spam, like, acquiring magic from monsters. They call it drawing, which, I mean... You draw magic out of that's monsters, kind of, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, like, that, you can make that tedious if you want to get a lot of magic, but you aren't incentivized to do that if it's not for what they call the junction system. Where you can tie your your statistical attributes and and give them boosts by tying them to magic spells. I think it's so cool. And fuck right off. Th- no, it's not. I think it's what? cool. I mean, the maybe the idea. I, is no, the cool, idea is cool. The, exe- the idea is cool. The execution the, is poor. The execution of the idea is bungled beyond yeah, no, I get belief. That. No, I got that. Because because what that it encourages you to just farm all of the spells right yeah. you want a hundred because they cap the limit at a hundred you want a yeah. hundred of all the best spells yeah. oh it doesn't so it doesn't end there like, either the, the grind doesn't end yeah. there if, if you're smart what do you mean well i this run through i spent the first 10 hours of the game um yeah in the first chronological 10 minutes of the game just oh drawing magic and then yeah. leveling up um my summons who give you these abilities as you train you get like yes um yeah. what is ap i forget what ap stands yep. for but you get this uh action, action points, points yeah. or whatever those level up your gf's kind of learning ability and like they have some sort of skill yep. um slotted and they'll like learn that skill after you earn enough ap and once you have a hundred of each magic you actually can use a skill on on your summons to turn that magic into like the next level of magic so uh in final fantasy series there's kind of tiers of the magic system so like a fire is less than like a fire which is less than a fire aga and they get more and more stronger you know stronger with each kind of tier and so you can be at the very beginning of the game if you spend enough hours drawing magic and leveling up your summons abilities you can uh be instead of slotting in fires like you would normally be at level five in the beginning of the game you could be slotting in fire agas and increasing your stats yeah. substantially. So, like, if you don't, if you, like, maybe some people listening to this are like, yeah, okay, so a lot of RPGs are grindy, like, so what? But the the problem with the junction system is the boosts you, the statistical boosts you get from junctioning magic are so disproportionately huge to, like, doing anything else, like, just grinding for levels or, like, you, you get these huge boosts out of junctioning magic. So you're like really incentivized to get mass quantities of all the best spells, which is very, very tedious. Yeah. The game just kind of incentivizes tedium, uh, which is like, 
uh, not broken, but just bad design. Okay, the thing that's broken in this game is limits. Um, uh, do they call them limits in this game? Yeah, yeah they call them so. limit breaks. No, wait, are they limits? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, they're they're basically limit breaks. Every Final Fantasy has some version of it, right? So, uh, so maybe a limit break. I can't tell. Okay, so the way limit breaks, the limit breaks kind of way. Uh, okay, so limit breaks are like your character's special abilities, right? And the idea is, and, and it's different in every Final Fantasy game, and some Final Fantasy games don't even have them, but in most of them, the, the idea, so like in Final Fantasy VII, after you take a certain amount of damage, your character goes into a limit break where they can execute a special move that does uh, above average, way more than normal uh, amount of damage, um, which is cool. Uh, but they're very, very broken in Final Fantasy VIII, so Squall's limit, bl- limit break uh, what what's it called? Uh, uh, God, why can't well, I just finished this game? Why can't I remember Renz, the names Renzuken of anything? or something? Renzo Kuken, yeah, yeah Renzo Kuken. Yeah. Um, so Squall's Limit Break it is so incredibly good. It does like a massive, massive, massive amount of damage. But the problem with it is how it triggers. It triggers when randomly first of all it triggers randomly when you're below i think it's like a fourth hp and the closer hp you are to zero uh the more likely it is to trigger right which normally isn't a problem that sounds like a high risk high reward mechanic right if you have your characters low close to dying uh you'll become more powerful but you're close to dying right high risk high reward Mm -hmm. the problem is you can keep re-rolling that random chance as many times as you want um, by simply passing the character's turn and cycling back to that character again, mm-hmm. and it re-rolls the random chance to get the uh, limit break. So you can just abuse that and get a limit break every single... Not only that, but if you have all those like uh, souped-up stats on Squall's HP, his HP is high enough such that when you're at a quarter of his HP, it's still yeah. like pretty high yeah. HP. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so like yeah. the the uh, chance that it'll trigger is already pretty high when he's like a, a pretty healthy uh, HP yeah. amount too. Um, so yeah, that can be kind of broken. I, I, exactly. I so it's not even high risk, high reward anymore. It's just straight up broken. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. But um, I mean, like how many people are really – Taking advantage of that broken system. Well, that, and that's what I mean. Like, on your first time play, you might not notice some of these broken things. Like, you, you might find the drawing and junctioning thing a little tedious. Um, right. But it, it's only after you get, like, intimately familiar with the game's battle mechanics that you're like, oh, this is, like, this is broken as fuck. And once you know that, it it you you've the game is completely, completely broken. <laughs> or at least it is for me. Uh... I I, I kind of tried playing the game without limit breaks for a while to see if it. No, it's it's just I I don't know I it I can't. It's it's a bad between the limit breaks, the drawing, and the junction system. I just hate everything about the FF8 battle system. I hate the whole thing. But the thing is too, like the thing I like about it is you're not required to grind levels like you do in most Jap- JRPGs. No, you're not. So the fact that you have to tediously draw magic, I have always felt is it's like a trade off. You know, it's like oh well, instead of going around killing the same you know 
crappy monster 50 million times. Now you can just work on drawing this magic and junctioning it and uh, upgrading it and like doing all this stuff and get stronger that way. So I don't know. I just, yeah, but you're not, when you're drawing, you're not doing anything interesting. You're just like selecting the same command well, over and over and over it's, again. It's got a little bit of a um, kind of micromanage. It, it hits a certain OCD part of me that's just like, oh, I'm managing my magics and then I'm equipping this and like this stat gets better. And then like in a couple of more combats, my GF will level up and then I can start using this ability to level up, like upgrade all these types of magics. And then their strength bonus will go up by this percentage. Like, you know, like, yeah. Okay. It, I, it I will this say numbers game part of me that, that I like. I will say I like all of the like GFs and GF abilities. That's cool. I dig, yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. yeah. But I get, you know, I, I'm with you though on the broken, uh, limits and the tediousness of drawing like i get yeah yeah it's not perfect uh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that needed to go back to the drawing board all right so Um, so so i think we've we've uh beat the horse to death or whatever in terms of yeah we we killed that battle and whatever but now let's talk about the other kind of glaring (laughs) problem with uh final fantasy 8 by most standards and that is the story yeah. Uh, what do you think is going on here? You know, I don't know. If I'm looking at the story as a whole, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck. I, I, here, I <laughs> playing through this game, I got to a point in the story where I was like, there's got to be a fucking explanation for this. There's got to <laughs> be like, there's got to be like, like, like two people had like, competing ideas for what they wanted to happen in the story and they couldn't compromise so they just did both or right. like there had to be like some sort of time crunch and they had to like cut giant portions of the game which apparently was true uh, uh laguna the all this shit with laguna that was supposed to be like 50 percent of the game that was supposed to be like way more of the game playing as laguna right uh but that had to get scrapped so you only play i don't know Twenty uh, percent of the game is Laguna, maybe not even, maybe ten percent. Sure, I don't it's know. less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this game's story. So here's the thing: I, I yeah. definitely like that theory about you know what if they just had to cut so many parts out and people had like conflicting ideas because. Yeah. Okay, the first disc of this game, yeah. is fantastic story was it is yeah 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 it's cohesive i mean i don't know about i don't know about fantastic but it's cohesive it's cohesive <laughs> okay i think it's fantastic it's like, i think it's, it's cohesive it's got this like so it's like the military school and it's creating yeah. this you know these i don't know super soldier kids and then suddenly they've got this mission to uh assassinate or you know first it's to to get the president and he meets this girl and and then he kind of is trying to get in her pants, so then he helps her assassinate. Yeah, the by the way, time out for a second. Yeah. Why does Renoa want to get in Squall's pants? I can't figure this out. He's such a fucking loser. Well, hey, Why? So, okay, well, hold on. All right, so before we break down the overall story, you want to get to the character? Okay, don't even go there. <laughs> Squall Leonhardt is... Is a loser. He's, he's a, a loser. loser. He is a shy guy, and he is... No, he's he, not shy. He internalizes like a, he, his emotions and his... And he's like not willing to talk about his emotions, 
and I but he's relate like a piece to that. Of shit, though, he's like, okay, I get not wanting to talk about emotions, but he he like actively pushes everyone away. He's like, yeah. I don't well, need he's your got help. Problems. I don't want your help. But, well, yeah, he's got problems, but why do people want to get in his pants? Why? <laughs> you know, some women are just, you know, they 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 want to kind of be like the nurturer, kind of like they see a broken man and they just kind of want to help fix him, and that I think is her her drive. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I guess I don't uh, know that that's particularly a bright idea or a, or a good trait in her, but I well, think that's what it is. What's 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 even more weird is they kind of initially when they meet Renoa and Squall. By the way, Final Fantasy VIII is kind of a, uh, it's a mess, but the story turns it's, it's a, like love, a story. love story. It is a between love story. these two characters when they first meet, they kind of butt heads, yeah. and then Renoa. Renoa gets to learn a little bit about Squall and like who he is and learns that he's a piece of shit and then falls in love with him, which like, <laughs> well, you know, pe- girls like, you know, uh, bad dudes, like you're a tough guy, you know, that's what uh, I heard. I guess, I guess. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> Sorry, we got derailed. Well, I derailed no, you back well, to the story. I, no, but that's part of the story. The, the part of the story is ultimately... It is a love story, I think, is the only is. thing that keeps it cohesively a thing, like, throughout the entire thing. Like, the first disc, it's cohesive in the sense of, like, oh, it's this cool, like, military kind of fantasy thing. And yeah. then and then what, what, what you start to realize is, no, it's not. And it actually gets kind of crazy. And then time travel is involved and space travel. And it gets to this other kind of, like, crazy sci-fi thing. But then it yeah. all circles back to being about the love. I I will say this. Every Final Fantasy game has a tendency to go up its own ass. I mean, it's called Final Fantasy for a reason. Like, it's got to be epic. Final Fantasy VIII, like, goes up its own ass, comes (laughs) out the mouth, goes up its own ass again, and, like, creates, like, this weird ass vortex (laughs) where I don't know what up is down and, like... At the end of the game, nothing makes fucking sense anymore. You're just like, all right, whatever. I guess we're going to the fucking moon now. Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does get kind of ridiculous. It does. By the way, Squall keeps repeating, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Squall. This is the first time I've identified with you. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in this well, game. Well, I mean, like things get totally out of control for him. And it, yeah. at the end, it does kind of change him as a character because he ends up searching for his friends, which he would never have done. He always, you got to admit, at, at the end of the game, Squall is a very different character than when he started. I, I, you know what? I don't even, ah, okay. I buy that Squall. He has to be, because otherwise, how the hell does all this shit happen? <sighs> here's the, here's the thing, though. Here's what I don't like about Squall's character. We're, we're going to take a deep dive on Squall. All right, First all of right. all, he's, I, I've already, he's a piece of shit, right? Here's the thing. His character <laughs> flaw is, mm-hmm. what? No. His I character, was, yeah. You, you call him a piece of shit, and I was just like, I mean, you know, that's your opinion. Right, Okay. Here's the thing. His character flaw is that he he can't he doesn't know how to trust other people, right? That's right. his thing. He's like, I, I'm a loner. Like I don't I, I don't know how to have friends. I don't know how to count on people. Uh, I don't on, know how to Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. I yeah, yeah. I disagree with you there. His character okay. flaw I don't think is that he doesn't know how to trust people. It's that he actively refuses to trust people because he's had some sort of trauma in his life that makes him decide that he can only you know, continue like alone. You know, like, yes. Okay. It is, sure. It is a yes. choice. It's not like he doesn't know how it's like, it's like a choice for him. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 If yeah. you want to make that distinction, sure. But at the end of the game, not, not the, that 
it's still the same. Like nothing changes. No, that the changes. Only... That changes. No, That's a, no. a complete one eighty at the end. No, the yes. only thing that changes is that like Renoa is taken away from him, and he's like, "Oh, actually, I care about Renoa." But that doesn't change his flaw. Like his flaw is that he doesn't know how to count on people, and he still doesn't at the end of the game. Like at you know the what end I mean? of the game, he goes he goes back in time. Right, uh-huh. he winds up in this kind of like I, I, I guess okay. This, that part's very confusing to me. It's this whole kind I, of yeah. Time I don't know what thing. the fuck happened at the end it's of this little, game. If it's you a little can, crazy. If you can, if you can explain that to me. Um, <laughs> in a nutshell, I think it's a Back to the Future story, and he ends ah. up. It, he just ends up trying to like giving the information to the past sorceress that in turn starts all the events that started this game to begin with. Right, it's like a loop. The loop is completing. But then yeah. he ends up going, like, I don't know how, but he ends up saying, I want to be with my friends. And that's what makes him go through that crazy, like, cinematic where he's searching for, like, and then, like, his face is, like, blank and shit, like, at the end. I get that he wants to be with Renoa, but he still No, has it was his friends, too. He said Zell, uh... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Quistus or Selfie? <laughs> yeah, Quistus. He, yeah, he yeah. like calls all their names out. And he's like, you know, where are yeah. my friends? Like he's trying to go back to them, which is something he never would have done before. Okay, I mean, I get it at the beginning. I don't know. He changes. Uh, it's a it's a it's a changes. story. Okay. It's a he, character arc. You know. He yeah uh, yes he changes, but I don't think he. He didn't really overcome anything. Like he just like oh I have friends now I guess like where are my friends? I don't know. Well, I, I think I, he, I, I don't know if it was so much that he overcame anything, except for like he just realized that he was wrong, maybe or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like the uh, whole first part of the game is like I I can't trust anyone. I can't count yeah. on people. Why yeah. count on people? They'll only let you down. Like yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like at the end of the game, like he has Renoa softens his heart. I I get that. I get that he's in love with Renoa, but. Uh, but that love gives him the strength to start trusting other people too. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't trust people. That's my point. There's no <laughs> point at the end of the game where he's like, I, I'm trusting my friends to come save me or whatever. There hey. is. You got to play Kingdom Hearts and then see him and how ah, much he trusts all of his. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he's uh, like, hey, what's up, Tifa? Like, we're best friends now. And he's never yeah. even knew Tifa, but now he's best friends with her. So. Riddle me this. I what if this is a love story about Renoa and 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 Squall that mm. is I guess set against the backdrop of these two warring kingdoms and sorceresses and shit? I, something like that, right? sure. Yeah. Uh what why why is the <laughs> What? Why is there time travel? What's the point of Laguna's story? Why? Why is Laguna in this game? Like, what is the point of Alone? I, 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 I don't get it. What? Why? What's the significance that they all grew up together in the orphanage? Like, that's like a huge thing that's like never brought up again. Oh, I guess we just coincidentally all grew up together. Oh, that part, well. nah, that part's really weird. I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> I can't really uh, defend defend that part of the story. Um, I, I there's so much of the story where I'm just like I what what is the point of this? I, I mean, well, I, that's it's just to be a Final Fantasy. I think is the point. It's to just to go up its own ass and be like, yeah, <laughs> Chrono Trigger did it. Time travel, let's go. You know, I think they were just trying I, to. Like, I up, guess up, up the ante. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, because because the thing is, like, like, like the first disc, like if you just take the first disc at like face value instead of yeah. everything that you learn, you know, after the first disc, it could just be yeah. a game about a sorceress who's this evil son of a bitch and is you know has to be killed and and there's a bunch of schools being trained to try to kill her like it can be like a completely separate cohesive story but instead yeah, but it's, just not, though. It's, it's not here's, here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> it turns out the sorceress you're fighting is actually a good sorceress right and right. then was, yeah no they, they actually, totally fuck actually, it up i know i get that yeah Actually, the evil sorceress is Adele. Actually, actually, no, that's not even true. The evil sorceress is Ultimicia, who's coming from the future to do yeah. time compression because that reasons. I, uh. Well, okay. Well, like, if you if you wanted to tie it all together with Laguna and and Elona, right? Her name is. You could say that the whole reason for the Laguna plotline and the Elona plotline is. That is the only opportunity they have to kill the ultimate sorceress, Ultimicia, because Alona's ability is what allows them to create that time thing to, like, supposedly try and fight her, right? Okay, sure, but, like, then Alona and and Alone, Alona, and Laguna are just, their characters are just plot points. Well, they they have their own. They're plot their plot conveniences introduced to satisfy a nonsense villain who's coming from the future to do a thing that makes no sense. Well, I mean, you I, know what I mean, I, I did, I did um, see something recently that I don't think I ever really considered fully was that they kind of have their own um, incentive to do what they do because alone wants to try to change the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, um, her, I guess it would be her mom doesn't die, right? Yep. The and then she's using Squall and his friends to try to like use that connection to make that past change happen, and that's why they start having those dreams, and that's because presumably Laguna is Squall's father. What he is? That's what I. That's a theory that I someone. I don't know if it was like a theory or if it was gathered from the actual playthrough, but I never really considered that. But there's something that's always bothered me about that game is like all, there's all these little creatures called um, Moombas or whatever. Yeah, like little little like fox looking dudes, lion looking dudes, and yeah. um, they all call Squall Laguna. Yeah, um, and I, I always attributed that to the fact that Squall had been having the dreams. Yeah, where yeah, he's yeah, this yeah, other yeah, Laguna yeah. character, but uh, presumably, I guess this is because maybe he is of the Laguna bloodline, and that. But- uh, but like, what does that mean, though? Like that. Well, that would explain. With- it would explain why alone is yeah. trying to use Squall to change this this past through like the connection. I don't know. It just gives them an incentive, other than hey, you're this convenient plot line plot. <laughs> Tool but like, I feel like right? L- L- Laguna and Alone are just like a plot contrivance brought up to give the villain a weakness but like they ultimately have nothing to do with anything yeah you know? barely. well the, the the part that bothers me the most about the story i think i mean i i think everything you said merits uh some truth but ultimately the weirdest part for me and the part that i just can't excuse is just how terribly convenient everything is like <laughs> okay yeah like conveniently yeah. laguna is like the leader of this other city or whatever and like which conveni- makes no fucking sense <laughs> no yeah, sense okay, sure, no yeah. sense and yeah. conveniently yeah. they all were <laughs> in the same orphanage and the day the sorceress conveniently was <laughs> matron to them all and 
<laughs> but not only it's not even convenient though it doesn't mean anything well like, i mean it's like, like it's, a, it's just like it's like as if a five-year-old wrote a story and was like and then all my best friends became the heroes yeah, of the, yeah. that's exactly know, what it was because yeah. it was like oh wow this big re- revelation like oh my god we all grew up together i can't believe we all forgot what is what significance does this have to the story absolutely fucking none like <laughs> Right, yeah, it's it's a little weird, it's a but little it's weird. but it's made out to be this big revelation that they all remembered, like oh wow, but like it it ultimately doesn't mean anything. I don't know. That's what right. I find frustrating. Right. That's what I it find is frustrating. Frustrating about this game's story is that like so much of it is just fucking nonsense. Why? Okay, Why? now now I would be uh, remiss if I did not mention this so I think that if you are playing through this game maybe a second time so the first time you just take everything as it is and you freak out about it the way James is but then you go through it again and you read this article first and it's called the squall is dead theory and it really makes you play this game on like a whole different level because I don't you know I don't know I it's. I think there's a video out there I wanted to watch. I didn't watch it yet, where someone debunked the theory. But well, I love it because apparently Katase himself has debunked it. He's like, no, that's not what okay, we were trying well, to do. I don't know. Maybe that's the case, but <laughs> it just makes so much more sense if you really. So the theory is that um, there's a certain scene in the game where uh, in the, early on in the game, Squall is basically impaled by a giant ice spear. Yeah. Um, by the sorcerers so you know how does one not die from that it's like it hits him like right in the chest um or at the very least wake up with a pretty bad scar and in the in the game as it plays out he wakes up and there's like no scar or anything which i don't think is ever explained really no it's not um, it's never yeah. explained and so the theory is that basically from that point on the story gets all weird because squall actually does die at that significant point in time. So everything after that spear is basically gets all weird and the characters all end up being super connected, but no one remembers because it's all like his like last dying, you know, his flashes of life or whatever happening in his head or something. And, or this weird purgatory where like, he's just remembering all the people he knew in his life and starts coming up with this crazy asinine story because it's not real. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. And then, and then at the end, like the you know the fact that he's forgetting Renoa's face and his face goes all crazy and stuff. It's which, supposed to be which, because he's stuck which, in a time time vortex or something. I, don't I was know. gonna say, which by the way, that's a really creepy cutscene. It's very creepy. That's the yeah. only reason I think that this works for a spooky a spooky episode. Oh, that cutscene yeah. is terrifying. I'm pretty uh, sure he and, sees Renoa die in that cutscene, right? And I don't I don't understand why she dies in that cutscene. Does she? Die? I don't know. I just know she's like slowly like he's like forgetting her face and stuff. But yeah, like they yeah. repeat it over and over. Yeah. Ugh, it's ugh, it's unsettling. Well, no. Right? And then but, at the end of it, her space suit, like her visor shatters and she's. Just oh, like, right. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. 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 I didn't really. Which understand. is like maybe maybe that's like his fear that that was going to happen or something. I, I don't know. But presumably the whole theory goes on to say that like it is because he's losing his connection to the real world. So he starts forgetting everyone's like face and stuff so like he's losing his connection and like letting his spirit is finally letting go you know i think this game's story is so like fast and loose and weird that you can just throw throw theories like that at the story and they kind of stick only because the story is so incomprehensible that like yeah i can kind of see that 
you know that that's a that's a that's a you know artistic feat in its own right i think to create a story that's so modular in that way <laughs> you know? i would i would i would otherwise agree with you but there's just so much fucking nonsense like there's so much that like definitely has nothing to do with anything in this story there is there is <laughs> that i, that I can't is. that i can't ascribe like ah what a what an artistic decision to make the story like up to the <laughs> up to the viewer's interpretation no nah, i think yeah. they just got like really fucking weird with it and just like i, went I up think their own. that like um i think they had a lot of grandiose visions and i think if they had more time maybe and more um i don't know and, like Maybe their deadlines pushed them a little too far. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, that they yeah, could have yeah. they could have explained things in in a better way. That even if it went up its own ass, at least you were able to follow. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Both, both, both. By the way, both FF eight and FF nine were made on ridiculous deadlines. Uh, oh, sure. Ba- basically, one year of of development time, which is insane for that's a game nuts. of that. Yeah. yeah, insane for a game of that scope at that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tremendously impressive that they. I guess it's tremendously impressive that they got this game shipped at all. Uh, yeah. But, but I, there's just I, parts. There's just parts of the dialogue that strikes me as like unfinished. Like yeah, oh yeah, 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 not yeah, enough yeah. explanation. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. why did they just why like it? Sentences seemed really short and vague yes. at the end of the game. Yes, it's just every every sentence kind of makes me go wait, <laughs> like what <laughs> you know so. So I just feel like if they had a, a like a bit more time and were able to flesh things out more, maybe they were able to they would be able to tell a more cohesive story, even if it kind of went to ridiculous places, you know. But um, is what it is, I guess. All right. Uh, so anything else on FF8? Does that summarize our thoughts about this weird fucking game? Well, after talking about it, I just want to reiterate: everything else about the game makes everything we just talked about worth it. Play it because you will love the visuals, you'll love the music, you'll love the idea and the story of at least the first disc, and you'll love the setting and the colors and the design. It's, it's all great. I guess. If you, can, if you can tolerate, if you can find a way to enjoy the battle system and tolerate a story that you know is going to go nowhere, uh, then yeah, <laughs> play this game. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, that's Final Fantasy VIII, I guess. Uh, I guess. So our top five is, yeah. this is the very uh, age-old contentious debate. Oh, yeah. The top five best Final Fantasy games. Now, I feel like when John comes back, we should definitely be yeah. back on like the um, one, one list to rule them all. But I feel okay. like for this list in particular, we have to have separate top fives. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because I think we're just going to be way off each other here. Yeah, probably. I, I don't think we're going to be anywhere close. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, okay. My number five is Final Fantasy VII. What? A fuck, fuck off! How is that five? <laughs> How the fuck is that five? It's totally five. Uh, it, you're wrong. You're it wrong. Is the, it is the fifth best Final Fantasy, for sure. Uh, wrong. A lot of people will tell you that it's the greatest Final Fantasy ever. They're yeah. just they're on the hype train. Everyone's everyone's just regurgitating other reviews about it. If you play it for yourself, you'll realize it's not that special. It's it amazing. Is, that it's, it's amazing. It's better 
than ten other Final Fantasies, certainly. But Believe it's not the, hype. the first. It's not the first. Believe the hype. Um, but you know, I don't think we have to necessarily break down every game here. I'm sure everyone knows all the Final Fantasies, so Okay. I yeah, okay, that's fair. Um where's my list? I know I made a list for this. Uh, How is it not already in your head? I, I, yeah, okay, my number five, fittingly enough, is Final Fantasy V. Uh, huh. This is, um, I don't know, probably one of the more overlooked and underrated Final Fantasies, because uh, mostly because uh, it was not localized in the U.S. officially until like 99 or 98 or something like uh Yeah, pretty like late. Wait. Yeah, way, way late and way, way after the life cycle of the Super Nintendo, right? So by yeah. the time there was a, like an official localization of Final Fantasy V, everyone's like, uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> console's old news. Like, no, I don't want to go back and play that crap. So uh, a lot of people just straight up haven't played this game. Uh, but that's a shame because it's really good. It's the first, well, it's not the first Final Fantasy to introduce the job system, but it's the first Final Fantasy to really like flesh out the job and class system uh, and really like make uh finding the really cool combinations of jobs and skills and abilities really interesting which uh, jobs are i think a really cool part of the final fantasy like series yes. like it's not something that always yes. shows up but when it does i'm a big fan of it yep well you yeah. should go play final fantasy 5 then it's the mm. fifth best one wow all right my number four speaking of jobs and stuff goes to uh final fantasy tactics Ooh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that it would make a lot of people's top five Final Fantasy games, but... What? Why not? I don't know. I just feel like because it's very different for a Final Fantasy. Like, you know, they're mostly JRPGs in a traditional sense. Yeah. They're not always um, a tactical uh, strategy games. Uh, like as... You know, like, what am I talking about? Like the... You know? Uh, <laughs> tactics I, games. I, yeah, it's kind no, of its own genre. They're kind of a, a genre, its own genre of game, right? Like tactics games, or it's like this turn-based, yeah, yeah. you know. I could, I could see that, mode. but uh, I mean, the battle systems are kind of different in every Final Fantasy. I know? guess uh, I just feel like it's like a, a separate enough genre that people almost treat it as like one of the Final Fantasy spinoffs instead of yeah a main Final Fantasy. But I don't know. I, and again, with tell, like, you, with tell you what, there's some Final Fantasies I know that are going to be in your top five that should definitely be spinoffs. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking speaking of completely different genres, Whatever. Uh, there's definitely some Final Fantasies that somehow snuck their way into the main numbered entries that definitely shouldn't be. But whatever. whatever. Every Final Fantasy is an option for me. Uh, and uh, I would say like another honorable mention to my top five is like FF14, yeah. which is an MMORPG, and that's... What? Kind That's a, an honorable mention. It's an honorable mention. We are what talking. What the fuck is your top five? We're talking. We're talking to be oh. top top of the best okay. here. So I think okay. okay. So I think so. I what I'm what saying is, is, for me, like you know, all gloves come off with Final Fantasies. Like they're uh, all. Options. I really, I really thought 14 was going to be in your top five. It, it really, honestly, almost yeah. took the spot of yeah. of FF7. I feel like you would have unfriended right me. Off. <laughs> you would have yeah. unfriended me if I put We would have shut down so. this podcast. The podcast is over. <laughs> Honestly, Final episode. I, I shit you not. My list before coming onto the show tonight was FF14 number five and FF7 ugh, nowhere ugh, in the list. But ugh, I, I decided last minute ugh. to... <laughs> squeeze in seven um so anyway all that to say tactics is a little bit um uh different than than most of the main uh part you know 
like mm-hmm. games in the series but it's it's a great i love like i'm a sucker obviously for feeling of the game and the setting and color and yeah. design and tactics just hits all those things in the same way yeah FF great setting yeah. Oh, it's amazing uh my number four is final fantasy 10 uh which <clears throat> i meh you meh. just meh yeah no i like no. seven more than ten for sure uh, well, uh, that's fair. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, Final Fantasy X is fantastic. Um, this game I replayed earlier this year, and I did actually uh, kind of change my opinion on it. So, like, the thing that everyone remembers about Final Fantasy X is, like, the ridiculous cutscenes and the terrible voice acting, right? So bad. Uh, which, they are bad. They are bad. I've not changed my opinion on how, like, ooh, boy, on how... Like the the cuts, the like the voice acting direction is like so bad, and like the the Final Fantasy X, by the way, was like one of the first true 3D Final Fantasies, and they were just just trying to figure out how to like move and position a 3D camera in the universe, yeah. and like the cutscene the cutscenes are so like awkwardly framed, and like the camera just like weirdly like zooms in on characters' butts. A lot, which I don't know if it's that if it's fan service, like intentional fan service, or just like we don't know how this camera is supposed to work. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a bit because there's like there's so many times where the camera is just like shooting at a wall and there's nobody on screen, (laughs) like during cutscene. Anyway, (laughs) I'm getting getting into the weeds. Um, The cutscenes and the voice acting in Final Fantasy X are bad. They're very bad. also, the main character is a little bit of a knob, but hey, same can be said of Squall, right? Well, uh, I was actually about so, to bring that up. Like, how? Yeah. Knowing how you feel about Squall, like, what do you think yeah. of stupid Titus? No, like, Titus is a piece of shit. He's an idiot. I hate that character. Titus is a whiny idiot. Um, I yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so the main character sucks. And the presentation of the cutscenes and the voice acting is bad. And the camera is everything else. Yeah, the camera's bad. Everything else about this game is fucking stellar. Whatever. The story is... Whatever! Can you debate that? I don't think it's stellar. I think it's, like, decent at best. No. No, 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 no. The world building is very good in 10. I I love the, like, 10 universe of, uh, um, I don't know, whatever. Spira and, like, the spiral of death and all that shit. And by the way, there's like a bunch of really good, um, really good like, like shocking plot twists that are actually relevant to the story, not just like ah, oh, we all grew up in the same orphanage. Whatever. Well, that is, that is like, true. The story is a little bit more cohesive. Yeah. It still goes up its yeah, ass yeah. though. It's way more cohesive. Does it? At, at the end, I it mean, gets a it, little bit ridiculous. Like uh, every Final um, Fantasy does that. To be fair, it does. It yeah, every Final Fantasy does that. But like I don't mind it in 10 it, it, it's not that it's not that far-fetched right like it, it's not that ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah they're, they're like i don't know it's good this game is good it's a very good final fantasy it's good yeah. final fantasy 10 okay just 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 get past the cutscenes. just get past them the rest <laughs> of the game is fantastic <laughs> All right, um, just put it on mute. You might like it more that way. Yeah, yeah except yeah. for the soundtrack is actually pretty good. So, soundtrack's very good. This should just play. This soundtrack for. I was gonna say the soundtrack for pretty much any Final Fantasy is great. Oh well, that's true. Um, well, yeah, 
But I mean, like, uh, if they came out with a version of FF10 that uh, was text only, it might do a little better. <laughs> or just redo. Uh, that's kind of what I was hoping they were going to do in the FF10 remaster was just like, can can we just reshoot all of the cutscenes and like revoice all the everything? Just do redo. Just redo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, what are we? Three? Um, three for me goes to FF9. Uh, yeah, good. That's a good. I yeah. love FF9. It's a good one. It's good. And uh, what do you, that's it. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> okay. what, what else is there to say? Uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, then, my number three is Final <laughs> Fantasy. Sorry. <laughs> my number three is. Is Final Fantasy Tactics, which hey. definitely deserves to be a mainline Final Fantasy game oh, more good. than some of the MMOs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Final Fantasy Tactics is fucking great. Uh, I love, again, again, like the world building. Actually, you know oh, what? The only Final good. Fantasy. Yeah, the only wor- Final Fantasy has better world building than 10 is Tactics. Tactics has great uh, world building, but I mean, yeah, 10 doesn't yeah, yeah. even come close. I mean, it, it does have. 10 has better world building than. than uh, well, I was going to say then eight, but I don't think I agree with that. Um, no, nothing in eight is cohesive or makes sense at all. No, but the world building is good in eight. They could like, there's definitely like, I mean, early on they established this whole thing of like the gardens and the sea. Like, I mean, you know. I mean the the setting is interesting, but like, well, that's world building, uh, right? I mean, yeah, and how the world yeah. works and stuff, like, yeah, but none of that makes any fucking sense in eight. It, no, <laughs> okay, it, it okay, does. Okay. Past past this one, none of it makes okay, any yeah, fucking yeah, sense. Okay, yeah, of course, yeah. After yeah, this one, shit right. gets crazy. But I'm saying, like, yeah. like tactics from the very beginning, you're like introduced into this world that just has like its own heartbeat, man. Like you just feel like yeah. you are just plugged into this world that exists. Uh, yes, I yes. don't think ten really does that quite as well. But yeah, what? Come on, the the intro is so good because you're like the, in this I find crazy... the intro very fucking confusing. I don't know what the hell's going on in ten. The 10, the, 10 what? starts what? 10 starts like how 8 starts to become later on. Like 10 is like immediately you're like, oh, there's this thing and it's eating you and you disappear up its asshole and uh like I'm just gonna stand here and then but in this other all world. of that is explained relatively quickly. I mean like they don't it, kinda <laughs> as opposed to like never again at all. Oh, kinda the whole thing's explained. Okay, I'm just what saying it, kinda whatever, it's a confusing journey. And at the end of it's it, it's not a confusing journey. It's only confusing for the first like hour, and then they literally explained everything that happened. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> it's it's just hard to it's just hard to like accept their explanation. I guess you know in a similar way that eight does when what things part, are like, like what do you mean specifically? Like what? what I just don't get it. Like, this thing just shows up out of nowhere and like yeah. Yeah, it's the it's this giant whale monster. And it just gets even Sin. it just gets even more confusing as cuz now like oh the, like you have to die to stop it or something like I don't know. It's just <laughs> I'm not saying okay. it's bad. I'm just saying it's not better world building than tactics, that's all. Yeah, no, no, or no. Or no, as agree. good or I even agree. as good. Yes. It's not as good, but it is very good. Okay. <laughs> We'll be here all night. All right, what's your number two? My number two goes to Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Oh, come on. Really? Yes, I love this game, dude. 
This game uh, is, without a doubt, one of the greatest Final Fantasy games ever made. And nobody wants to play it because they think, oh, this game was made for like little kids. It's like a spinoff. It's a Super Nintendo game. Yes, it was designed to be an easier barrier to entry to the series because Japanese people thought American people were fat and lazy, couldn't play RPG, like hard RPGs, which is probably true. Right. And so it was targeted, you know, specifically at maybe a younger generation who could have an easier time. But the music is fantastic. The stories talk about cohesive, cohesive all the way through. At the end, I literally shed tears for the first time playing any video game. Okay. Okay. That's how impactful the story was. All right. Um, so, and it's an easy playthrough, and uh, you'll love it. Play Mystic Quest. If most people who are Final Fantasy fans, Final Fantasy fans have not played Mystic Quest, and uh, I think that's a damn shame. All right, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest number two. Um, my number two is Final Fantasy Nine. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a very good one. It's got. Well, so what do you have to say about Nine? I I would say it's got the best cast of characters. Uh, okay, that's fair. because like yeah. I mean that's I that's, yeah. I fucking hate everybody in Final Fantasy VIII. I I really I honestly hate every single character in Final Fantasy VIII. Right? Except okay, some I, my thing is I hate everyone except Squall, but I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Squall's the most hateable of all. Uh, no, no, he's a badass. I, all right, so like as much as I love the story in in ten, right? Titus is a piece of shit, right? Um, yeah. I mean the only like. I mean, there are tons and tons of characters in Tactics, but, like, the only, like, quote-unquote party member you have is just um, Ramza, right? Uh, so, right. like, Nine has the best cast of main characters. They're all, like... I would agree with that. Super fleshed out, and, like, all of them are... Um, most all of them are, like, relatable and likable, and, like, you, like... I don't know. You get really invested in these characters' stories, Uh they each have their own sort of like character arc, you know. Yes, their own kind of uh, reasons for doing things, yes. and you find out later on. C- character arcs, most of which actually have a payoff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do love the kind of colorful world. Like it's like, yeah, it's got a little bit more like vibrance to it. Yeah, that, it's it's word? it's vibrance. very much more. Um, it's more fairy tale uh as opposed yeah, to like high fantasy feeling yeah, yeah like eight was going for like a like a more realistic or like uh i don't know yeah it was a big difference right yeah eight, yeah the character models even were a little yeah. bit more humanoid yeah. and and rooted in realism which i think is part of why i like eight so much but then it's weird because nine is like one of my top three favorite ff games yeah. and like it is a complete 180. It's, yeah, like it's very f- way more. fairy tale, high fantasy. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight's more realistic. Six and seven are more like dystopian, like nightmare worlds yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, nine is very traditional high fantasy. Got the best cast. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, the story, the story is really good for like two thirds to three fourths of the game. And then it just goes up its own ass. Not as hard as well, yeah. Not as hard as eight. Not nearly as hard as eight. <laughs> but it does kind of go up its own ass, and you're like, "Wait, what happened to my cool fairy tale? Like, what the fuck are we talking about uh, now?" Uh, but, but again, that's that's just mo for the yeah. Final Fantasy series. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I suppose yeah. They, it does have a tendency to go up its own ass. Yeah. 
It has to be the Final Fantasy. I mean, how else do you? <laughs> All right, what's your it's number one, man? My number one favorite game, yeah. if you could not tell, yeah. is Final Fantasy Ocho. Oh, Ocho. That is, that is the, the number. Look, here's the thing. Yeah, story gets ridiculous. Your top two that. are Mystic Quest and Eight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Why? Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's consistent. As a player, I feel like it's yeah. consistent. I, I just mean there's better ones. That's all I'm saying. I mean, we both had Tactics and Nine as our That's next true. couple. Tactics and Nine are great. <laughs> well, we've talked about Eight enough, but for yeah. all the reasons aforementioned, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number one, if you haven't guessed, is Final Fantasy VII. It's really good. It's really, really good. So good, in fact... That they're completely remaking the whole fucking game next year. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the time you're listening to this, it's already out and you can go play it. Hopefully, it's really, really good. I hope it's really good. Hopefully, it's not bad. I kind of just want it to be not terrible. That would be... I feel like it looks like it's going to be bad. Really? I, I... I am hopeful for... Well, I, what, 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 what have you seen about FF7 Remake that makes you think it's going to be bad? Um, it's not so much the actual game itself so much as how they are going about the new version of it. Like, I'm not a fan of uh, them doing the whole episodic release thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm very, I'm more interested in the story than like whatever kind of battle mechanics they choose to, to do. That's fine. Same, same, yeah. But it's just like, from what I remember of that game, like I don't think I'm excited to buy a whole game that just takes place on Midgar, and then that's it. I, and then I, another I, game. I am, <laughs> I, I am. If you take Midgar and stretch that and like, like, like honest, like good faith, stretch that out into like a sixty-hour interesting game. Like I think there is a version of that that I would really, really like and enjoy. I hope yeah. that I hope that is what we get. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. there's a version of FF7 remake that I think is going to, uh, that I would like, and I want it. I think there's a version that I too would like, <laughs> and then there's a version that I would hate. Yeah, I, I, I kind of <laughs> so know what you mean. I'll, 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 I'll be open to it, you know, till I, till I see the result. Yeah, the, the, but I'm worried. The cynical part of me, like with the, with the whole episodic thing, is like, oh god, they're just gonna, you know take one game and split it up into chapters and charge 60 bucks and rip us all off. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cynical part of me. I, I hope that's not, you know, I, I I hope not too. Cause if you honest to God gave me like a Midgar game that is like a full length, all of mid, like, fuck yeah, I'll take that. That's going to be fucking sweet. Let me explore Midgar forever. I will, I will love it. Um, Yeah. No, I have another friend who's, like, a super purist who, like, loves the game so much that he's like, oh, no, 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 I didn't want, like, a remake of this. I wanted, like, a remaster. Like, just give me one for one, literally the exact same game, just with better graphics. And I'm like, that that is, like, the most uninteresting. That is so boring. Like, I don't want that at all. Like, you you can just go get the Steam version of this game, and of, of the original game, and install a bunch of mods if you want that, you know? I mean, like, I don't I don't think that there's enough mods to do what you could do if you 
from no, the ground no, true, up. True, 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 true. If you're gonna if you're gonna make like a, 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 a you know a, a full a full like triple A game with 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 a full budget and all that, you're right. Look, it's look, it's it's the same thing as the Disney movies, right? They're remaking all these Disney movies now. Yeah, yeah. The Aladdin, Lion yeah. King, and Beauty yeah. and the Beast into like these kind of like quote unquote kind of more like live action or just mm-hmm. better CGI now. Uh, but there's like to me the most obvious reason why you don't do an exact remake is lion king if you've seen lion king the remake that came out this past summer at, right before the release of lion king aladdin was released like maybe like two months before uh-huh. aladdin fantastic critical success lion king a total failure why aladdin took the formula switched it up a little bit did a couple things different did a couple things that reminded you of the original right so it had a little bit of fan service but it didn't go full full like copy right yeah yeah lion yeah. king did like frame by frame exact copy it was terrible yeah no that's exactly better what graphics I, it was terrible that's exactly what i don't want from ff7 Remake. like i'm excited that we're introducing new characters and apparently like new plot events and new shit and i love what i've seen so far like i love that anyway I, I, whatever we're not talking about that anymore i'm excited for it yeah. Sure. It's gonna be. I hope it's good. I hope it's not bad. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I, I wouldn't hope ill on it. So yeah. I, mean, I hope it, it's. There good. you go. That's those are the best five fantasy games. All right. Uh, you, you, should we endorse some stuff? Sure. All right. Let's endorse um, some stuff. Should I go first? Or yeah. Do it. Um. Well, I kind of have two different things. Hmm. So. Let's, I, I always like endorsing things that I'm more currently doing in my life, right? So uh-huh. I'll go with this one. Um, re- since I moved to North Carolina uh, almost five years ago now, James. Wow. Realize wow. That. Time flies, right? Uh-huh. Um, I have tried to experience the outdoors a little bit more since we've oh, lived wow. here. Yeah. Um, it's taken me five years, but, you know, I have tried um well because growing up in florida if you don't know it's a uh, hellhole yeah no you can't no, really no one wants outside. to no one wants to experience the outdoors in florida yeah right yeah. it's like you do it if you have to but like other than that yeah. no right in north carolina we've got mountains we've got a beach a couple hours away we've got a mountains the other direction we've got you can get to like four different states in a short drive um all sorts of different habitats you know whatever so One of the things I've always wanted to do since I moved up here and have had a couple of friends that have tried to convince me to go with them is do some uh, some hunting for food, not for sport, but for actual food. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Which I've think I've talked to you about that I've always wanted to do, even when I lived in Florida. Uh Um, So recently, and I endorse, I um, went on to huntereducation.org where you can do your online hunter education course for like one any of the 50 states because uh, you do have to get kind of certified to uh to legally hunt in most states and um and yeah you online you can take this course it's like a bunch of kind of like uh, multiple choice uh quizzes after each unit that kind of teaches you some things about either like the ethics of hunting or firearm safety um or uh do's and don'ts and survival tips and whatever at the end you have to take an exam uh and pass with a certain percentage and then you get a certificate that allows you to uh get your uh hunter like license um in person which you have to go do a field exam for uh but yeah it simplifies the process because it used to be you have to like have like this two-day course and have to find time to fit into your schedule but now you can just go online 
and do most of the work online and then just go and spend like an hour finalizing the uh the license process after that so hopefully um my plan is to uh shoot a turkey in the spring in the turkey hunting season and uh for thanksgiving next year be uh eating my own turkey that i took the responsibility of of earning myself take responsibility for the meat that i eat nice you know that's cool all right nice uh i am going to endorse anime <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I specific, specifically, uh, I, I think on a previous episode, I endorsed uh, one of Hayao, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's movies. Um, I just saw Spirited Away for the second time, and god damn it, it's a really good movie. Uh, it is, um, I don't know, what, one of the more recent Miyazaki films. Uh, it's about. Uh, it's about a girl who like gets transported away to like a fairy tale land, but, um, and she encounters like all these like manifestations of like Japanese spirits and, uh, she goes on a bunch of adventures and whatever, but basically it's a, it's a, it's a story about like coming of age and like growing up and, uh, whatever, uh, Being spirited, learning spirited how to be. Away. Yeah, learning how to be brave and learning how to be whatever confident and all all these good qualities. Uh, it's uh, it's a good movie. The animation is absolutely stunning. I it's oh, holy shit! What a beautifully animated movie. Uh, and the soundtrack is also fantastic. Uh, that's Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away. It's uh, good. Yeah, should should we now also get spirited away? I I guess so. This is the uh, end. Oh yeah, uh, we're done with this episode. So for the Good Games Podcast, I am James. I'm Leo. We will see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. By the way, fuck you, Final Fantasy VI. You're overrated as fuck. You're overrated. I said it. it You're overrated, Final Fantasy VI. Is it rated very highly for a lot of people? Yeah, people love Final Fantasy. Are you shitting me? People love that game. I always, I always hear Final Fantasy VII. To me, that's everyone's favorite. Oh no, no, no. Well, okay. Usually, you got you. People come in two brands, right? Either you're Final Fantasy VII all the way, or you're Final Fantasy VI all the way. And the people who love Final Fantasy, or you're the off brand like me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you are. We yeah. exist, okay. I know at least five <laughs> other guys who are FFaders all what? the way. What? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. All we right. stick together. When's the last time those other four people or other five people actually revisited Final Fantasy VIII, though? Recently, like okay. at least, like okay. one, right. one, one of these guys, we have to have him on the podcast sometime. Okay. He's really, I think you would like talking to him about video games. All right. Cool. Well, let's yeah. do it. He'd, every all these kind of like random games that we play, he know he's played them all. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he's revisited eight recently, and he's still like me thinks it, thinks of it as number one. And and I'll tell you what else: most FFaders are also big Mystic Questers. Really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Final Fantasy VI is overrated. You heard it here first. Uh, I'll, I'll tell uh, you. Sure. I'll, I'll give this. I'll give Final Fantasy VI this though. It's got the best boss theme.
fucking Dancing Mad. Nothing beats Dancing Mad. Oh, I don't really have it like in my head. Uh, it's the best boss theme of any video game ever. Uh, I imagine you're going to be riddling this episode with bits and pieces of different Final Fantasy themes, right? Uh, yeah, that requires me to like do work and editing and stuff. Come which... on. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll put Dancing Mad here just for uh, at least I'll at put, least give me eight on the intro and Dancing Mad on the outro. Right, right. Well, yeah, the the entire twelve minutes of Dancing Mad. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, 